0: Welcome back mobile gamers to the 11th episode of the Tiny Nimble Podcast, a show focused on mobile gaming hosted by me tiny little games and the son of odin himself nimble thor today we're going to talk about some interesting upcoming releases tiny has a new phone as well as a digital war within the mobile market before we get too far if you're listening on a platform where you can leave a like subscribe or rate this show you're more than welcome to do so youtube spotify and itunes all look at engagement rates when they decide which content to feature so if you're enjoying this show and want to help support and grow the podcast that's one way to do so, and we would really appreciate the help. As always, we start our show with a righteous recommendation. Nimble Thor, take it away.
1: Thank you very much, and by the way, so great to be back again with this podcast after a bit of a uh, a bit of a break here over the summer, but uh, I think speaking for both of us, we're really excited to be back, and I have played so many games since the last podcast episode, but, uh, but one game, one game stood out um, among all the other, and it's called dark zone and it's uh a we were talking about it just briefly in the pre-show. It's it's a great new space-themed RPG uh, with some idle gameplay thrown into the mix as well. So what you do in this game is that you you build up your character with with new equipment pieces. You then head into combat on different planets to defeat monsters, and you get gold, you get more loot, lots of loot, by the way. So if you're like me and you like those types of games, I know you, Tiny, <laughs> you you like your loot I love based, loot. Uh, you love your loot based RPGs. So if you like that stuff, you you're almost guaranteed to love this game as well. But you get those things and you get other types of resources and then you just slowly continue improving your character. Uh, We've got an attribute point system so whenever you level up you can add some attributes to, to, for example, your auto attack, to your skills, to your your defense, your HP and so on. Uh, We also have a skill system and you can also go ahead and install different types of modifiers on your equipment. So lots of min-maxing and I'm a sucker for these types of games and and this one is a a surprisingly great one. Kind of took me by surprise, honestly. Uh, But uh, but the best part about the game, probably uh, at least I think, is that it's an online game. So you and I, tiny, could even head into real-time co-op battles, which I think is really freaking cool. cool. Yeah, um, and and it works in a way so that if there's enough players or if you have enough friends, you know, you can do the, the real-time thing. But, uh, you know, I'm in Denmark, you're in the U.S. There's a, big, uh, there's a bit of a time zone difference there. So let's say we're not online at the same time. We can still do, you know, asynchronous or like non-real-time uh, co-op battles where your character would then just be controlled by an AI. But if we're both online... There is real-time co-op, and, and that's really cool. Uh, we can also trade resources with other players on an open marketplace, and uh, there's a pretty vibrant community for the game already. Even though it is still very young, uh, it's out on iOS, on Android. It is uh, it's also released, but in a uh, in in an early access version, so in a beta version. And there's no ads and no pay-to-win, uh, at least for now, and hopefully it stays that way. So. That's uh, that's really great to see. I think it's a relatively small development team. Didn't look too much into it, but but certainly an indie game, uh, and that does also show itself. I mean, some gameplay elements are a bit hidden. You know, it's a bit rough around the edges for now, but the game does already have so much to offer that I would absolutely recommend people to check it out, even in the in the current uh, not super polished state. Just simply because the game the, the gameplay is there, the core gameplay is there and uh, i'm just excited to follow the game with with updates and it's the type of game that you can play for just months before getting through all the content as well even though it does become a bit grindy but um, I, I i know you like didn't the play art it system i have yeah, not like played it yeah, yeah you like the art yeah you like the art, art style. style yeah
0: yeah and, yeah, and then it, you were talking, like you said, you were talking to me about it during the pre-show and I was like, you know what, I'm going to download it. So I was downloading it while you were talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> nice. I do like the art style, that sci-fi looking art style yeah, um, it's so cool. and whatnot. And the idea of, like you said, being able to kind of have like co-op battles, even though we're hmm. not actually like, you know, awake at the same time, because chances are yeah. you'll be asleep and I'll be awake. So yeah, yeah. that does look interesting.
1: And, and it is, by the way, I, I guess I should mention, the full name of the game, or at least the search engine optimized name of the game if you go onto the App Store or on Google Play, is Dark Zone Idle RPG. Um, it doesn't feel to me like an idle game, you know? I, I play a lot of idle games, I do like idle games. This doesn't really feel like an idle game, but the, I guess it's called, I, the developer decided to call it an idle game um, because the combat is automatic. Like, the, the combat itself is idle. But it's not like you can let the game just play itself for hours on end, though. So, so that's see. the thing. I mean, once you get into it, you'll see what I mean. You can play ten levels, like automatically going through ten levels, but then you have to uh, to, uh, to fight a boss, and it means you the game will automatically stop, and you have to to actually uh, actively engage or choose who you want to battle that uh, that foe with. You know, a friend, for example, in in real time or uh, on non-real time PvP, uh, not PvP, but co-op, right? So there we go. Just just a fair warning. I know some people really don't like auto systems, but I think it's very well done and worth checking out, even if you don't. Um, but uh, but what's your tiny? What's your righteous recommendation of uh, of this episode eleven?
0: My righteous recommendation is Pascal's wager. Uh, Pascal's Wager is uh, basically a I mean the simple way to put it is is Dark Souls for mobile anybody familiar with Dark Souls gameplay type gameplay or or Soulsborne type gameplay um, will be Never very familiar with Pascal's <laughs> Wager offers yeah um, it's a premium title so not free to play I do believe it's three ninety-nine US dollars on the Play Store um, it came out last year for iOS um, and I think it was $9.99 when it first came out um, It's super it's challenging for one, but it's also forgiving at the same time So anybody who might think ah Dark Souls isn't for me, you know, I'm just not interested in that um, This actually has a lot more accessibility to it. So okay So basically third-person combat you kind of hold your shield you hold your sword out and you know You got to attack at the right moment. You have to make sure that you you're watching your enemies attack You know, you can die fairly easily, but once you get the hang of the combat systems um, There's a lot of reward within this game a lot of loot you can grab you know there's a great storyline a very dark storyline you're trying to discover like what's going on in this world um the enemy designs are awesome the creature designs the combat is great and 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 i want to go back to accessibility one thing about it with dark souls if you die let's say you get sent back to your camp let's say i know it's not called a camp i'm going to get corrected in in the comment section but you get sent back to a different starting point here it's the same however there's multiple playable characters so if you have two Mm. you have two playable characters on hand so if you die you can actually use your secondary character to continue the battle and not actually have to start back at a starting point now if both of those characters end up dying then of course you're going to go back and start at that starting point Um, but i really like that aspect because then it kind of made it to where you know what i'm going to try to take on this hard boss because i have an extra character on the side that i can you know if i end up dying i can try to see what i can do there Um, so it really helped it really makes you push forward and actually take risks in the game which is awesome and both characters um each character has their own fighting style you know one one weapon might be a sword but for my secondary Mm. character it was a huge coffin that he swings around and hits the enemies (laughs) with um super just out there and 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 quirky at the same time and the graphics are downright amazing if you look up any like screenshots of it so yeah so it's definitely one of those anybody who's interested in a dark souls game type for mobile or just you know want to dip their toes in that type of formula i think you might be really interested in pascal's wager
1: yeah, I looked at it. I mean, I looked it up, and I I gotta agree with you. I the art style looks amazing, dark, gritty, everything I would expect from uh, from this type of game. Everything I would expect from from Diablo, which we're gonna get into in a bit, <laughs> Diablo <laughs> yeah. Immortal or Diablo Mobile as well. But um, but I guess uh, Pascal Waiters uh, beat them to the market, and uh, I I think they ran away with uh, with quite a bit of an audience. I mean, the game is is very well received overall. I think. And, and your, your I mean your review of it uh, you know you, you it sounds like you really like it. I'm glad to hear that. I should check that out. I should I, I should get around to playing that as well I think. Most
0: definitely yeah it, it's worth it's worth a play
1: for sure. So there you go. Those were our uh, righteous recommendations. Now we also want to talk about some upcoming uh, upcoming games. Uh, this uh, this podcast is coming out in a very early uh, early August. So we have we have a whole list actually. I think we have five or six games that are gonna come out later here, hopefully in um, in 2020. I know one game you were you were mentioning before. Tiny was uh, Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Yeah,
0: Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Um... It's a mobile game basically in the Tom Clancy universe. Ubisoft announced it um, probably sometime last year. They also just had their kind of convention Ubisoft forward type thing where they kind of release more information about it. Um, we've talked about it before. It's like a team based. I think you get a squad mm-hmm. of four tactical type um you know, battler or whatnot. Um, I am super excited for something Tom Clancy related. Um, I was hoping for it to be an actual Tom Clancy game. Um, If we actually had like a full blown Tom Clancy type game on mobile, I think that would be epic. Um, Mm -hmm. Instead, we're kind of introduced to like one of the more so mobile formula, I guess, of this type of game. So that comes out actually August 27th. So soon, at the end of this month, we'll be able to get our hands on it and see, you know, see what it's about. Ubisoft's track record with um, mobile games has not been (laughs) the best. So I'm hoping they can turn it around. Although I am very
1: cautiously optimistic. Yep, they could probably do it if they really wanted to. <laughs> you know, I think they could pull it off. Talented developers for sure. I think it's just their um, the business department that are too greedy. Probably. Yeah,
0: a lot of money hungry in there, yep. isn't it?
1: Indeed. So and then I, Nick. Yeah, you. Sorry, you. I was gonna get to that because you mentioned uh, you mentioned Crest Bandicoot as well. I mean, obviously. An old game, I mean the original game.
0: Yeah Crash Bandicoot is making a comeback though A few years ago when they did that They released the Insane Trilogy Where oh, yeah, they remade right. all the classic Yeah, Crash Bandicoots and they're um, coming out With the Crash Bandicoot 4 um, On consoles I think sometime later This year but anyway Crash Bandicoot On the run um, Sounds like it's going to be an endless runner I looked it up it is going to be an endless runner um, You play as Crash Bandicoot and you run Through the jungle collecting uh, apples And stuff and bouncing on Enemies and it kind of has that old school classic crash bandicoot feel whenever you would have those like running levels in crash bandicoot i'm talking about the old games um the camera would be like in front of him or behind him and you would run and jump um it looks like it's trying to bring that back um i'm super interested in it um i really do want to see um, endless runners start to make um a comeback but also a comeback and in being innovative
1: and doing something new so we'll have to see if crash bandicoot um, falls into that Yeah, and it's interesting looking back now. I mean, I I played the old Crash Bandicoot as well on on the PlayStation 1, I think, the PlayStation 1. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. And uh, loved it. But looking back now, I realize that as you said, the first Crash Bandicoot game was essentially a runner, not not, yeah, not an endless runner, but it was it. a runner, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We just didn't think about it in those terms back then. But now, uh, looking with the with the mobile gaming glasses that we have on have on right now, we're like, hey, you know, that's Subway Surfers, but uh, with a different character. But <laughs> yep. but, that, but then it isn't though, because I actually got the chance to play Crash Bandicoot uh, on the run, like the mobile version, because it's soft launched in Denmark. So I've been playing it for. Well, I haven't been playing it for a few months, but I think it's like a month and a half ago that I that I first played it now, and um, it is indeed it is indeed a, a runner. It can be endless, so it's kind of interesting. Their take on this whole genre is that you go into a you go into a level, right? So it's almost like a level. Um, so you you have to defeat these bosses, right? These big bosses. And so in 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 order to be able to defeat those guys, you have to defeat their uh their gang of like easier enemies first. And in order to defeat them, you have to get to them and they are of course, surprise, surprise, positioned at the end of a pretty long, but not endless, but a pretty long path. And you run forward and you swipe to side like to each side and up and down, um and you collect your your, your gold and your currencies and stuff, and then eventually you get to that boss fight you don't have to fight it though so it's not really a boss fight i guess uh, the the, the company is just automatic at that point it's really just all about getting to the boss without dying right and in the beginning oh, it's super okay. easy but what you can also choose though is you, you can go on runs where you just collect resources and you need these resources to to upgrade your character in different types of way and and unlocking you know you need it to unlock some new gameplay elements as well and uh, this is where it's par- partially like endless and and uh, and then you know part of it isn't because you can choose if you want to continue like at some point the um, the the road splits up into two roads and you can swipe right to continue running endlessly I mean you could continue doing that or you can swipe left uh, to get to the uh, to the end zone. Right? Huh, so you okay. basically decide, hey, do I want to continue running um, and potentially risk losing some of the stuff I've collected as well, right? if I die, or do I want to do it safe uh, and, and just stop here?
0: I think that's kind of huh. interesting. So it interesting, it gives twist. you a little
1: choice in what you want to do. Exactly. Uh, I wasn't blown away by the game, but it is an interesting twist. And um, yeah, so I, I think it's worth checking out finding Chris Bandicoot fan. Just as long as you know kinda what you're getting into, right?
0: Yeah, understand that it's a mobile game.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, and it, and it I might come with that.
0: those tropes. <laughs> exactly. It comes with some of that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so next up on our list of upcoming releases is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Uh, we talked about this before in another or in a previous podcast as well. It's basically a um a mobile release of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which was one of the very first co op Final Fantasy games back on the GameCube. The reason why I am the reason why I want to bring it up again is because they actually announced recently that they're offering a free co-op version. So basically, if you buy the game, you purchase the game, it's going to be a premium game. You can play with a friend um just in co-op mode. So they can download the game, they won't ha- be able to like play it from the start, but you can invite them to your game and oh. then you play in a kind of a co-op mode. So it's kind of a way of like somebody being able to play a game who didn't even buy the game. Maybe it helps them test it out or maybe they just want to play co-op mode with you or something along those lines. It's an interesting take on um, on having a co-op game, um, having a free game, I guess, but also somebody else owning one. It's very
1: different. I haven't seen something like that. Now that's really interesting. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a user acquisition channel for, for the game as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, mm-hmm. they get people to play it. It's sort of like a trial, but done in a really smart way, I guess. Uh, that's interesting. We should play that then. You buy the game, I don't, and we play it <laughs> together. You, Sounds like you it. You beat me. You beat me. I was going to tell you to buy the game. <laughs> oh no, no. Okay, yeah, shotgun. Well.
0: You got it first. No, but that's um, interesting.
1: I, 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 would like to see more games do that. Uh, I feel like there used to be a time where quite a few PC games actually had free trials, uh, trials of the game, so you could try them out before you had to 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 pay, uh. This is some years back, so some people listening might not remember this time. But you know, in the early 2000s, I feel like lots of lots of PC games had free trials. Um, on mobile, premium games are already struggling, so why not give some sort yeah. of free trial, right? Maybe that's what it takes, you know, to, to to convince someone who usually only plays free-to-play games to actually go ahead and uh, and buy a premium mobile game. I like this. Yeah, I'd love to see more. Yeah, of this.
0: smart smart marketing. Indeed. And then next on our list we have Near Automata. I think it's Near Automata Mata? I never knew how to pronounce it. Um, Reincarnate. Uh, basically, Near Automata was a console PC game that came out a few years back. It's kind of like a platformer slash RPG action game. Um, mm-hmm. Cool little art style to it. Cool interesting story. Um, they're releasing a mobile, not I wouldn't say version, but a mobile game of it. Um, there hasn't been much information, there's been a few gameplay, f- or a few, um, I think it's been some gameplay footage of it, um, some kind of, um, what is it, landscape shots of it, so we're not quite sure exactly how it's going to play out, is it going to play exactly like that? the console version, is it going to be a little bit different, but so far it's looking interesting and I did want to bring it up so everybody has it on their radar, because anybody who's played Near Automata might be interested in it,
1: I know I am. Yeah, and the graphics look uh, look interesting as well. Like it has a very distinct art style. I think they they released something of a like a, a cinematic gameplay trailer. That's right? what so it was. Yeah, yeah. Very little, I guess. Very little actual gameplay. It's tough to say with these types of videos, but it's on YouTube. People can go find it. Um, I just pulled it up right now, and it looks pretty interesting. Um, and and then we have one. We have one one last one last game, uh, and this is a big one. Apex Legends Mobile, there's been lots of rumors, but uh, EA's CEO actually confirmed on a, on, a, on a meeting with investors, confirmed that Apex Legends Mobile is indeed slated for release in late 2020 already. Um, I mean, we're in August now, so late 2020. I mean... It probably means December. It probably means delays until January or February next year. But it does also mean that the CEO of EA, Mr. Greedy himself, I guess, uh, <laughs> confirmed <laughs> confirmed that Apex Legends Mobile is a thing that's happening and it's coming soon. It should have released years ago, of course, but you know, at least it's you know, it's, it's going to release now on mobile. I'm super and excited then. for it
0: because I, I, play, I played Apex Legends on PC, and yeah. um, I'm a big fan of it. It's a Battle Royale, of course, uh, if anybody's into that. But uh, oh, hopefully yeah, right. it's done well. Hopefully the control scheme is good. I mean, we see Call of Duty Mobile has had such great success. I mean, me and you were just talking about it. We're still playing that game, and I think we're going to have a date sometime to play some more yes. of it together. <laughs> um, hopefully this has good success. EA can um, probably use some of that when it comes to mobile gaming right
1: now they could indeed uh, and i think apex legends is a, is a game that despite being released by ea uh, i don't i don't think they want to want to screw it up i mean i, yeah, I think they're going to stick through to the pc version uh cosmetics uh, as the monetization model and uh and just try try to go for it like they obviously want to compete with pubg mobile and and with the with the fortnite's of the world right so yep. late 2020 now you guys have it on your radar it is coming confirmed by by the EA CEO himself, but there's other stuff that's been happening lately, and I, I know you want to give a, a small review of this next uh, next uh, thing, this next subject on the list, which is that you got a new phone. So Tiny tell us all about it. Tiny got a new it. phone, everybody.
0: Uh, so I used to have what is it, the Razer Phone Gen One, which was a great, um, which was a great phone, gaming smartphone, I guess. That whole new gaming smartphone thing. But it was time for an upgrade. Um, I noticed some of my games weren't running as super smooth. My phone was probably about two and a half years old at that point, so I decided to get the OnePlus 8 Pro. I looked into both the OnePlus 8 and the OnePlus 8 Pro, of course the Pro being the more high-end spec version. I'm not gonna get into all the specs, you know, the 12 gigs of RAM, the 120 hertz screen, which is awesome. Um, But I am going to say basically how it is when it comes to gaming because the reason I got the phone is for gaming Yes It has an awesome camera the screen is so nice, but how does it play games the most demanding mobile games? I can find I mean I downloaded all of them Call of Duty Pascal's wager is one of them And I have to say 10 out of 10 when it comes to gaming the oneplus 8 Pro although it is an expensive phone I mean you would call it a flagship or a top-tier phone but when you're playing a game on a phone, a mobile game, especially one that can be a little bit demanding, um, it is amazing. I mean, there's no hiccups, there's no lag, there's no, you know, it's just so smooth and, 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 And it actually makes the gaming experience almost better. The bigger screen, because it's so wide or so long, I guess I would say my thumbs on side of the screens don't take up much of, uh, let's say, a a smaller phone screen would. So it actually makes for a more pleasant experience. Yeah, it makes for a more pleasant experience. Um, Basically, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And I love the OnePlus 8 Pro. And I hope they keep making phones. (laughs) I never would have thought of buying a OnePlus 8 or a OnePlus, to be honest. I was always buying, you know, Samsung's for the long longest. The Razer phone was my first time. I actually bought a phone that wasn't, uh, I would say a name brand from a name brand, um, smartphone maker. Uh, so, but once I experienced what the Razer had to offer, I kind of opened my eyes to like, you know what, let me try some other um, companies and whatnot. Um and I was not disappointed. The OnePlus 8 is a great phone and that's my review. 10 out of 10. Tiny approves.
1: <laughs> they should pay you for this. I wish they, they would should. Pay for this. Maybe I one wish they day. Would. But, <laughs> um, but in this case this is uh I mean obviously not sponsored at all but but I also just happened to have a OnePlus. I have a OnePlus 7 Pro that I bought last year also as an upgrade from a Samsung phone. Um and uh, there's so many op- options on Android, right? I, yeah. I, I get the appeal of just owning an, an iPhone because you kind of just have to decide, okay, so like which version of this year's model do I want to get? But there's only one model you kind of have to, um, to, to think about. So I, I get the appeal of that. But, but if you're on Android, those of you listening who are on Android, if you can afford it, I would say like the OnePlus has been uh, by far my best gaming phone as well. Uh, so I, I have the, the 7, uh, seven Pro, so one year older than yours, and uh, it's still running smooth. So I guess that's that's a, a thing to point out as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a bit expensive, but it but but it also runs much better than my Samsung did after a year to a year and a half. Right? I I, oh, I can that's still good play every every new game maximum settings. You know, I haven't I have I think I have around four hundred or five hundred apps on my phone at this point. I don't I just don't uninstall games anymore because the it just doesn't touch like it, it doesn't impact the performance at all to have so many games installed. So why uninstall them? I have 256 gigabytes of, of space as well on this one. Uh, so it's just, you know, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, Here right we are getting, getting paid. OnePlus yeah. shills. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wish, but um, <laughs> no. Anyway, moving on. Congratulations on the new phone. Glad to hear Thank it working you. out. Uh, welcome to the OnePlus, uh, I don't know what they call it. <laughs> OnePlus, <laughs> family, Army, OnePlus family, I guess. OnePlus family, that's more friendly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. Let us know which phones you guys are using, by the way, and and, uh, and which phones you're looking or hoping to one day one day own. If you can't afford uh, afford one uh, right now, what do you wanna what do you wanna play? I'm also curious to know if you guys are on iOS or Android. Um, I think our audience is, is very split, which I'm glad to see. You know, I see it all. It's just like it's all mobile gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and thankfully, yep. these days most games release both on Android and on iOS. So, um, anyway, new phone, awesome. There's some news as well. Lots of news. Lots of things happened since we last talked. Uh There's so much good stuff. Area Area F2, you know, the, the shooter. For those who don't know, yep. it, was a, it was a shooter game released on mobile. You got to play it a bit, right? I know you did a video yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, I got to play it. Um, basically,
0: what drew, drew me to it was the fact that it was like Rainbow Six Siege, and that's why I played it, and it was. And it seems like the fact that it was like Rainbow Six Siege (laughs) is what got it in trouble. It was too much Uh, like Rainbow Six Siege. It was too too much. You might as well be called Area Six Siege. I don't know. It it got Um, nuked, right? It got nuked by Ubisoft. Definitely. So yeah, Ubisoft basically ordered a cease and desist claiming that Area F2 infringes on their intellectual property. Um, And if you play the game, you will see that it is very very Rainbow Six-ish. I mean, of course, there's different, you know, there's different, um, what is it, specialists in it, you know different type of gear the maps are different of course there's those differences but apparently Ubisoft said the gameplay is just too much like their game which which is always this weird little tricky thing because these companies they order these cease and desist sometimes and if it's a game that outright copies it like I'm talking about maps and, and 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 textures and all that stuff I get it but in this scenario it's more so that they're saying that they took their gameplay mechanics which is always an odd I guess yeah. um, um, what is it place to come from because if i did I, I just feel like owning the actual gameplay mechanics is kind of odd it's the same thing with what happened with what was it uh fortnite and another battle royale uh yeah. one of them tried suing the other one because they said oh th- we own the the property of this type of game mode let's say so i find that very interesting that whole yeah, argument but you,
1: you you can't really you can't really patent or or copyright uh gameplay per se exactly yeah so, like mechanics yeah but they're trying to do that anyway, I guess. So yeah, it's gone. It's gone now. Uh, iOS, gone. And Android, gone. It will return though. I, I've heard. Uh, you yeah. Know, some, some things are stirring. You know, some some things are happening. I think it's gonna get a re-release after probably removing and and altering some some content so they they avoid the uh, the the second Ubisoft nuke. <laughs> and, uh, and Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. will just ha- listen. Ubisoft also, by the way, I think they just. Grow up, you know, and and make yeah. uh, make your own uh, <laughs> make Rainbow Six, six. six yeah uh, <laughs> on mobile and make it actually great. Um, they're probably I, I guess they're probably afraid that Area F two would be even better. I don't know. Uh, I don't mind being a bit rough on Ubisoft. They um, yeah same. <laughs> you know. Anyway, we've talked enough about Ubisoft, and I, I don't want to talk more about them. You pointed out something pretty cool though, Mario Kart. Do you want to say it like Mario Kart? Mario Kart is
0: is finally getting he a is.
1: landscape mode Yay! everybody it happened
0: <laughs> <laughs> drop the balloons everybody where's the yeah. confetti mario kart's getting landscape mode The something i've asked for since the game came out i actually talked about it in my review it was one of the reasons i didn't like the game as much so now i actually want to re-download the game to see how it feels in landscape mode because why would you not have a kart racer in landscape mode to begin with sorry i'm gonna go on a rant no that's fine <laughs> it, that's fine it, it was the biggest disappointment honestly the biggest missed opportunity so now it looks like i wasn't the only one who was upset oh and absolutely apparently not. <laughs> yeah, yeah apparently it was a big deal so mario kart is getting landscape
1: mode finally you gotta give it to them though right i mean launch yeah without, that's okay, true yeah launched without landscape mode is huge letdown they shouldn't have done that launched without uh you know real-time multiplayer they shouldn't yeah. have done that but if you look back at it now though I think, unfortunately, many people have abandoned it. Well, I don't know. It probably still has a nice player base. But, I mean, uh, many people who tried it back then probably haven't returned to it. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be interesting to go back into it. There's so much more content now. It plays in landscape mode, as you mentioned. Uh, it has real-time multiplayer now as well. There's, it, it's, it has had so many improvements that I actually think it's a pretty decent, if not straight-up, actually great game now, you know? <laughs> I think they actually got to the point where it's a, it's a playable, enjoyable experience.
0: Yeah, it's actually what they. Uh, I, I wouldn't say what they promised because I would didn't. They didn't really promise any of these things what to begin people with. Expected, right? It's, it's what, what people we expected. were expecting.
1: Yeah. yeah. I should. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna re-download it after after this, after recording this yep. now. Um. Uh, in 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 terms of like updating releasing stuff and then updating it versus uh, just never releasing it, I guess it's time to talk about Diablo. Uh, Diablo <laughs> Immortal. We got a new trailer from the. Uh, what is it? Uh, joy con the Chinese conference uh, for 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 games I think it's called joy con new Diablo trailer it doesn't show a whole lot but it does show some new um some, some new combat scenes and it looks pretty pretty dang interesting I I feel like they might have gone back and changed some of the combat or maybe I just don't remember anymore because the wait has been so <laughs> long been at so this long. point yeah. um, but I feel like some of the combat they, that they showed off is uh, is is very Diablo like like Diablo PC like
0: yeah it does look tweaked a little bit we were talking about this earlier too like maybe they spent this extra time tweaking the gameplay and, and, and trying to get you know appease fans or maybe not just appease fans but make it more diablo ish um, it's it's hard to tell from the trailer that was released what was changed, um, but it does have, like you said, a little bit more Diablo look. I have a theory though. I have a theory. The game's not coming out, and they're just going to release trailer after trailer after trailer, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about this ten years from now of the newest Whoa. Diablo Immortal trailer that
1: came out. That's my theory. Oh, wouldn't it be so cool if they just like drop it? Not not drop it, as in just stop the <laughs> development, but like just like Dro- hey, not release by the it. way. <laughs> Diablo Immortal releasing in twenty minutes. You know, oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be the coolest snap. thing ever? Uh, Just... Yeah, we would we would overload the server to download it. Oh yeah. I think so. Here's the thing: so many people, it's it's doomed to fail. So many people are looking forward to the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many are looking forward. Well, okay, so like some people are not looking forward to it, but there are a lot of people who are looking forward to playing it. Right. Some play yeah. Diablo on PC, and they are optimistic. They're hopeful that it's going to be a great. I don't wanna call it a mobile port because it's not a port, but like a mobile remake or uh, maybe not even remake, but a mobile version, right? A great one. And something that actually plays a bit like the PC version, I guess. Um, Many people are looking forward to it. Many people, however, have not played the PC Diablo games and they're still looking forward to it. And many people haven't played the Diablo PC game and are not looking forward to it. Or said in another <laughs> way, they are looking forward to trash the living shit out of this game. Uh, so I think it, I think it's doomed uh, already now. I think lots of journalists are, are not gonna like. They're gonna just say, "Hey, yeah, it's like it's as bad as we expected." I do also mm-hmm. think though. Uh, that Blizzard has so much on the line, so to speak, with this game. I'm not talking financially because, you know, Activision Blizzard is such a huge game. They have the money. You know, it doesn't really matter if this game fails uh, financially. But it does matter, I think, to a certain extent in terms of branding and in terms of consumer trust in yeah. their ability to release future mobile versions of, of their of their PC games as well. That's um, very true. That, so that, that's sort of my take on it. I, I do think it will I do think it will release though I hope it will. <laughs> oh, you think uh, oh you
0: do think it will. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do think it will,
1: but uh, but I also do think that it's gonna um, it's gonna have a rough start, but I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that they're gonna actually continue improving it. But I could be completely wrong. Maybe it's just gonna be like gacha paid. Well, I shouldn't put gacha and pay to win in the same category. Get gacha isn't always pay to win. In, fa- in fact, in many cases Very true. they can be less pay to win. It, once you start diving into it, then 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 they look on the surface and and way less than many other mobile games. But, you know, it might have those, as you talked about, mobile tropes, right? Like the gacha mm-hmm. model, the loot boxes, the pay-to-win, the energy system. Please don't give us an energy <laughs> system in Diablo. But it might have all of that, and maybe I'm just completely wrong, and it, it will actually be trash. Oh, I'm just optimistic. I'm trying to convince myself and, and everyone listening, <laughs> I guess, that, that I believe that this is going to be great, but deep, deep, deep down inside of me is a little voice uh, that is very afraid. And that little (laughs) voice is saying this is going to be trash. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll see. Hopefully it releases next year. Uh, They're probably going to pull the whole "yeah, Corona delayed us card. Wouldn't surprise me. They could. They could, yeah. Even though I feel like the game has been
0: finished for like two years at this point and they're just tweaking it. But yeah, they could pull pull that. Doesn't mean
1: they can't pull the excuse. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um. Other interesting things happened, right? Like China. Super interesting. I'm going to let you take this one away because yeah, Chi- I am so Chi- confused. Chi- no. Yeah, so like, I'm confused as well. China banned, we'll try to re- listen, we're not journalists, but we're trying our best here to report the news. <laughs> China banned 7,300 apps in July or, 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 or late June. Um, among them, for example, like Rockstar's uh, mobile games, right? Um, they've been completely removed, and every game now needs a license uh, to release a game in China, and only Chinese companies can get those licenses. So essentially, this new system, it's new for mobile at least, means that um, if you want to release a game, if you're Rockstar Games and you're based in the US and you want to release a game, you have to work with a uh, basically a Chinese publisher, and and hmm. they will then get the right uh, to re the rights to to release the game in China, and they'll get the license from the um, from the government, and then it can release. So what this means is that I think a lot of games that uh, were starting to become popular in China have now, (laughs) like, yeah, I mean, they've been removed, so this is a huge step back, and it's gonna be tricky for them to get back into the market, because it's probably gonna take a long while to get all of these licenses, right? Um, Yeah. And that means that they might be gone for many months, maybe even years for some of these games, maybe. Um, and some may just give up completely and never re release in China. So, this is a huge blow to um, to a lot of big uh, sort of Western based, you know, European, um, US based, I mean, really <laughs> anything out of China, you're right. Anything uh, outside out of China. Yeah. yeah. Um, Indian games as well. You know, um, lots of games released in, in those regions and uh, they're just gone now. So, that happened and, and, and kind of surprised it's... everyone.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate too because there's a huge market um, in China, right? There's a lot of people who want huge to play these, these, yeah, these other games or whatnot, not just games that are released there, but games that are released everywhere, um, and they're just not going to have the opportunities to play the, those games, um,
1: but, which is very unfortunate, you know. And and then it it is unfortunate, but then it, the story gets even crazier. It did, I was um, just going to say that it gets even even more
0: interesting.
1: <laughs> the plot thickens because i'm not sure uh, it isn't it wasn't in a direct response to this okay but but the timing is kind of interesting on this one so after this happened india went ahead and and banned lots of chinese apps uh, among them being you know tiktok in terms of apps super popular in, in india and now it's banned but also mobile games like mobile legends bang bang one of the biggest games out there and clash of kings as well both of course chinese uh, so is tiktok and uh, India has now banned them. This, as I said, this isn't a direct response to to, to China implementing this um, this need of a license that only Chinese companies can get. It is more of a response, as far as I was able to tell, to sort of a political war between China and India that's going on right now. And I'm not an expert on this subject, so I don't want to get too deep into this. Uh, but but you know, some Chinese people, <laughs> military shot some Indian military people, and I don't want to call it a war. I don't really want to talk too much more about the politics stuff because I really don't know, but this is enough of a context, hopefully, for you guys to understand that some stuff is going on, political war, bad stuff is happening, but it's now the reason why we're reporting it is that it's it it's also impacting the mobile space. And even if you live in the US or you live in Europe or Australia or Africa, whatever, you know, not in Asia or, or China, even if you don't live in Asia or China, this might still impact you eventually. Because this could mean that Indian games or Chinese games have a much more difficult time surviving or entering uh, the Western market. Don't underestimate how large India is. I mean yeah, it's such a huge market as well. I mean, we keep talking about China, but India is such a huge market also for Chinese you know for Chinese companies. So even though China is big, if, if they get banned in India, mobile legends bang bang, I don't have the numbers, but they're probably losing tens of millions, if not, I probably not hundreds of millions, but tens of millions users uh, in India wouldn't surprise me. Um, this is a huge blow, and it might impact the you know the financial viability of some of these games.
0: It's just interesting that the, the 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 digital world we live in essentially you know this is how something can play out where two like let's say two countries or two you know properties. Um, are, are not battling it out, let's say per se, literally, but like battling out, like, like I was saying, in like in a digital space, a digital marketplace, you know, where money's involved or where, you know, access to certain things are involved and how, you know, this is kind of how you fire back or not really fire back, but you know, this is like where we play this war. Like, I forget what you call it, like a digital war almost. It's very mm-hmm. interesting, you know, that this is where we're at and, and I guess it shouldn't be surprising because in today's world, everything is internet based. Everything is, you know, consumer based when it comes to apps or games or things such as that. Um, but, there, you know, there's no real the, the real losers are the consumers Or the people, or, or you know, who just Want Absolutely. to get their hands on these Absolutely. games and have fun You know, this and that, and then the companies that make Them, let's say, they might not have anything to do with This, they're not choosing a side whether It comes to politics or or whatever the Situation may be, they are just want to Make a good game that people want to enjoy and have Fun and potentially make some money off of it So, um, really, a lot of people end up Losing out in, in a scenario like this but, but I am interested to see where this goes And how it affects, you know, others, or maybe if other countries start doing this i mean who knows what if u.s starts banning you know certain games or certain things coming out or coming into the country or something like that like i don't want to see that but it's just interesting that this is how things are playing out
1: it's just why did it have to hit gaming right like why did it have <laughs> to hurt ga- gaming Is kind of, of all things thing, why gaming it's the thing you do to kind of escape from reality right yeah I, yeah from I these type of situations yeah yeah exactly so but yeah anyway here we are 2020 could it get any worse? Apparently, yes. Is it, is it getting worse? <laughs> Maybe slightly. Uh, but there are lots of great mobile games out there to still play. Uh, you might not be able to play some of them if you live in China or, or India right now. And I'm sorry to those of you guys who, who live there but for, for, the, for you guys. But, uh, but thankfully, there are lots of games out there, and we're optimistic. So uh, one, one game I'm optimistic about is uh, is a new game by the Vainglory developers, Super Evil Mega Corp. Uh, Vainglory being um, one of the early, you know, competitive MOBAs on mobile, they really helped push MOBAs to mobile in the first place. Yeah, and, and, that's uh, true. And for some weird reason, I I don't know if I can honestly say that they helped popularize it because something weird kind of happened where they got a super hardcore fan base, but the fan base never really grew to the to the point of of being a great business for Super will make a cop. Um, those people who played Vainglory loved it. Almost everyone who played it loved it. And it didn't have a lot of pay to win and it was very nice, very competitive. Um but ultimately it closed down. Right. This is old news at this point. Vainglory closed down, uh, at least in 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 the in the in the sense of Super Evil Make a Cop not anymore supporting it and, and developing it because of financial reasons. But they're working on a new game though, and it's um it's about to release, at least into early access. They call it a modern day MOBA, even though to be honest it looks more like some sort of like arena shooter type of thing, maybe slightly battle royale inspired. But then again, I don't really know. But there's there's some early access trailer you can go watch. Um, go watch on uh, on YouTube. It does certainly seem to have some inspiration from Mobas in terms of its skills and abilities for your characters. Um, but time will tell. I, I'm still looking forward to getting my hands on it. But I think a lot of you guys listening are probably excited to hear that. Uh, I, I know I am at least that that Super Evil Mega Corp is working on a, on a new game. There's no denying that these these people, these developers, they know how to make great games. They know how to make competitive games on mobile. It is unfortunate that that Vein Glory had to close down, but hopefully this this new endeavor of theirs is it's going to be something we can all enjoy playing and and going to be a great competitive experience on mobile.
0: It kind of so I watched the gameplay trailer when we were talking about yep. it um in the pre-show it kind of reminds me of what was that game where you play as the the, the creature or the uh the furry creatures Zuba Zuba Zuba. I think it's called yeah Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that where Zuba was kind of like a battle royale slash it kind of had a MOBA feel but it wasn't a MOBA Mm -hmm. um I feel like it's similar to that but of course I don't want to you know speak too soon and say it's exactly like that but maybe kind of takes some inspiration from that type of thing when it comes to battle royale um the art style does look amazing it does look very fluid at least from the trailer and it does look very interesting so if anybody can make you know a comeback or not just a comeback but make the next generation of MOBAs let's say bringing it to mobile um, I do believe it would be these developers because I'm not a big MOBA fan but I'll be honest when I played Vainglory I was like this game is super cool like I enjoyed the heck out of it it is kind of what got me into MOBAs a lot of people um, it was League of Legends let's say Um, I never really got into League of Legends but I played Vainglory and I was like oh Mm -hmm. I get it this is fun this is what this is all about so um, I am excited and I am happy for them I'm glad that they're able to continue making games and make something for
1: and hopefully be really good i'm looking forward to it and and just to correct maybe correct myself slightly on on their twitter page i just noticed now they're calling it a team-based drop in drop out battleground Hmm. shooter so interesting yeah i think they're trying to emphasize this fact that you don't have to sit down and play through a like 30 minutes or 20 minutes or 15 minutes match you can just kind of drop in play around for five minutes if that's what you want to and then drop out and that is a I think that is something they've learned. My guess would be that this is something they've learned from, from developing a MOBA and running a MOBA, yeah. uh, an actual MOBA, you know, Vaingary, for so long, is that many mobile gamers don't want to sit down and play for, like, yeah. play a 15-minute, 20-minute match. They want to play something where you can drop in and out. So hopefully some interesting innovation here. Uh, the Early Access launches in just a few weeks at some point here in, in mid-August. So go check out the Twitter uh, for more details on how to sign up for their early access on iOS. I think it's exclusively on iOS, uh, unfortunately, for, for us Android gamers. But um, th- that was that was it for sort of the, uh, the news roundup. Um, we do have one topic here towards the end that, that it really interests me, and, and we talked a lot about it in the pre-show as well, and, and uh, we should have probably just recorded that, but <laughs> it, it's this whole thing that's going on right now. Apple and Google are being criticized in both Europe, so by the European Union, and uh, by the US government, and by Epic Games, for their 30% revenue cut on uh, on, on Google Play and on the Apple App Store. Um, so. Basically, that that's the business model. In, in, for those of you who do, who don't know, uh, if you release a game on Google Play or on the Apple App Store, they those platforms take 30% of all revenue, all you know, uh, all in-app, in-app purchases and so on. Um, that is a pretty big amount of money. You know, Th- just just think about some of the games we've talked about previously in, on this podcast. Right? We've talked about games that have earned billions of dollars, and then imagine you know Google and Apple taking 30% of that. Oh, it's a lot of money. So the question is, is it too much money? And is is um, is Google and Apple keeping out competition from entering the market? For example, Epic. You know, Epic Games definitely, trust me, they definitely want in on this mobile market, right? Um, and they want to launch their own marketplace for not only their own games, you know, but also for for other games. I am sure of it. And, uh, and they're pushing really hard right now to try to convince politicians that... Uh, that Google and Apple are you know the the evil uh, the evil big guys the bullies who are keeping out competition and who are charging way too much revenue from developers so i was wondering what you're thinking about this whole yeah what, what do you think about this whole topic yeah i always thought that 30%
0: was a lot of was a lot of cut like i always when it, when i first discovered that i think a few years ago Uh, mainly when I started getting into mobile gaming more hardcore and, you know, doing the channel. And and I had heard that and I looked into it and I'm like, wow, 30%, like that is a huge, just like you said, you said the numbers, billion dollars, let's say, off of revenue that this app might make or whatnot. And here's Google and Apple and they take 30% of that. And they're only, and they're taking 30%, what, just to host the game on the marketplace? Like, I understand that Steam has its own, you know, revenue that it takes and that Epic Games came along and did their own store. And then they they boasted about how they're only taking, let's say like 12%. Or ten to twelve percent, you know, of games, and that's why a lot of developers went there and whatnot. But I agree. I think thirty percent is, and I'm, I'm not saying Apple is and Google are the evil bad guys or whatnot. I mean, it's a business, right? Everyone's Mm -hmm. trying to make money. But I do think that that does need to be looked at because at least internally by the company and be like, you know what? Maybe 30% is a bit much, you know? And if we have, you know, other developers or whatnot who want to pull out, let's say because of that, maybe they might rethink it. I mean, bring it down to 20% or something. And you're you're absolutely correct. Epic wants in on the mobile market. They want to have their own mobile. They want to have their own marketplace, their own uh, app store, their own Google Play store for their games because they've released some mobile games or for other developers that might want to put it exclusively on there. We all know Epic Games is, is yeah, really is interesting. Exclu- ex- yeah. exclusivity deals or whatnot, yeah. So we know that's going to happen, and you know Epic Games is probably going to say, you know, oh, we're only taking a 15% cut, yes, let's absolutely. say, you know. That, that's their and then people, model. Yeah, and if they are able to do that, then yeah, of course, these companies or these developers or what, our publishers, they're not going to put their items on Google Play or the App Store. That's just how it is. Yeah, but... But that, that's yo, why it gets ahead. into... Sorry, I'm all like I'm like all my head's all exploding right now. That's why they're going the legal route, and I don't know if that's what you're going to say. Because the real question is, does Apple and Google Google basically own like a monopoly when exactly. it comes to these marketplaces?
1: It's two issues at once, right? It's two mm-hmm. issues in one. So one is the question of of whether or not thirty percent is too much. There's really not a whole lot that can be. I mean, that's more of a. Um, I think we just need some consumer pressure. On those companies to change like a lot of it to change their 30 yeah. percent because i don't think you can argue as you said it's business right i don't think you can argue that you know you shouldn't charge too much right but yeah. you <laughs> could make that argument in combination with the argument that hey they have a monopoly and they're charging ridiculous sums right mm-hmm. those two things combined make for i'm not a lawyer but that makes for a pretty compelling argument when you present that to the european union um, or, the, or the u.s government and you say hey these guys, they don't want to let in any competition. I mean, I mean, obviously the 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 um, the the Apple iOS system is is very close yeah. down. So the it, ecosystem, yep. The ecosystem. So you you simply cannot have a third-party marketplace on there. You can have that on Google. I mean, Apple won't allow it. You can have it on Google uh, on Google's Android system, but uh, but of course Google is not gonna uh, you know give you any exposure, and and Google is not gonna allow you to distribute your third-party uh, marketplace through Google Play, you know, so you, they won't let you download this app that will then let you download other apps. So, and, and they're in their they're in their right, I guess for now, at least to say that they don't want to do that, but maybe that's not okay anymore. That is the, that is the discussion here that's being discussed. And it's interesting that this, this debate is, is, uh, is had both in, uh, in Europe and in the U S at the same time right now, because I think, if Europe goes and goes ahead and says, "Hey, this is not okay," we're gonna force Apple to open up their ecosystem. We're gonna force Google to open it up as well, even more, right? Even though theoretically you can already have a third-party app store on Google on Android, they're gonna force you to do it even further, and and maybe they're gonna force or say something about that thirty percent revenue cut as well. If Europe goes ahead and do do that, I think the U.S. is gonna gonna do the same. I honestly do because these are two. These two cases are happening at the same time. And, and likewise if the US is first, right? if they go first and say, hey, we're gonna ban this or that like, we're gonna enforce some law that that, that forces you to split split uh, split things up in some way, uh, I think uh, the EU is gonna gonna copy that as well. So it's it's highly interesting. I think for us consumers, things might change and it might only uh, indirectly impact us. You know, because it's not us; it's the developers who have to give up 30% right now. Uh, but we might very, very soon get to a point where we'll have alternative app stores. We might. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, that's an interesting future. At least I think.
0: Yeah. It, it, well, definitely, because we've been used to. I mean, the whole. T- I mean, ever since we've had our phones that can download games, we've been used to having just that marketplace. It's App Store. It's it's the Google Play Store. So I mean that's just all we've known that's you know for how long we've had it so to to imagine like you said multiple marketplaces might be very interesting now epic coming in and having one they're a big name and i understand that you know if everything goes the way they want it to go and let's say like you said you know the courts or whatnot make these decisions then we'll have an epic game store that you can download and download your games for but then (laughs) i can just see it in the future a million other marketplaces (laughs) a gazillion marketplaces that you can download and get games from yeah and is that better yeah, that's what I was getting at. Now, what what, what position are we going to be in if, if something like that happens? You know, you're just like, oh my gosh, or like, who knows? Ubisoft might be next. Just the Ubisoft marketplace. I will not download any games from that marketplace. But just saying, golly, we've been <laughs> we've been crapping on Ubisoft all this whole podcast. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> um, change the name to Ubisoft Crap Fest. Oh, um, oh wow, but but, it's but never yeah, going to so, I mean, sponsored it it, it, ever by them now. <laughs>
1: That was that down the drain. Down the drain. <laughs>
0: They'll we never find. send me. What is it? A game key to review any game? <laughs> no.
1: At least we're honest, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's count true. Something. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure they agree, but uh, hopefully the listeners do. Um, no, but but you're right, though. It, it's interesting if if Ubisoft launches their own store, Epic Games launches their own store, and so on and so on. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna be. There's gonna be more. Um, will that actually be better for us consumers? Will we see something of a future where like games are split, like apps are split across so many different platforms. Some are exclusively on some, like some platforms, some are exclusively on others. Might this actually hurt everyone in the end, right? Like it it, it might end up hurting developers, might end up hurting uh, consumers in the end. But it is such a complex situation that to be honest, my take on this is that I'm just, I hope things are going to get shaken up a bit. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure the future is better like what you described, uh, where, where we have lots of different stores, and Ubisoft have their own one, uh, but I also do think there's so many games that just don't get the exposure they deserve right now. That's true, uh, and I think that is an issue. I think that is a big issue, and it's holding it's holding back lots of developers, uh, indie developers, and and larger studios alike. Um, and I think something needs to change. So. I I guess I'll have to at this point basically pluck pluck a mini review. <laughs> so if you're if you're an Android, shh, just go search for mini review, uh, <laughs> which uh, which your 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 reviews are on there, right? Like your, some of your reviews are on there, some of my reviews are on there, and it's uh, it's a it's a place to go find some uh, find some games. Sorry for that, completely off the off the not off the record, but like off the off the script little pluck. For, Little plug for, there, for the, yeah. For the app, type in mini review. Oh, do it, do it though. Uh, <laughs> very proud of it. I, I developed it together with uh, with my with my co-founder, and uh, yeah, and and tini's, uh, tini's games are on there as well. So anyway, uh, back to the subject at hand. Is there more to say about this Apple Google being criticized for thirty percent revenue cut thing? W- what would you prefer? W- would you would you like to see? Would you like to see it change to the point where we're gonna have like? 20 different platforms, or do you think that's
0: well my so my I mean I guess my take on it and the reason why I brought that up was because I've seen that we've already kind of seen that happen in the PC marketplace Mm -hmm. so with PC you always had the Steam or you always had Steam right the Steam client you Mm -hmm. know Epic came around shook it up and then now you have Bethesda has their own launcher to where you can buy Mm -hmm. their games you know Ubisoft has their own and some of them are good or better than others and whatnot Um, but what happens is your your, your home screen will be filled with all these launchers (laughs) and when you want to play this game over here if I want to play doom i have to go do bethesda if i want to play um what is it red dead redemption 2 i have to unlock or i have to do the rockstar launcher um it, 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 when it comes to PC it's more of an inconvenience feature I guess mm-hmm. I would say because some of those games are still available on Steam let's say or available on Epic um, so I guess it just becomes more of an inconvenience uh, but what I worry about if the mobile marketplace is like you said splitting the player base to where like oh nope you can't get none of these games um, the marketplace one I'm still unsure about the 30% revenue cut though I would like to see some um, shake up there because we the consumer yeah we don't see that 30% I mean I'm not I'm not I don't want to see shake up because I I'm gaining anything from it necessarily, but developers, you know, they put a lot of time and effort and a lot of games, you know, they don't make it or they they do make it or they shut down. We've seen it all the time. Durango shut down or other stuff happening, you know, Um, and I'm not saying that 30 percent is it causes any of that. But I mean, no, if you take that yeah. down a little bit, maybe these companies might have a little bit more revenue to do more with those with their games. So the 30 percent revenue cut, I would like to see some shake up.
1: Uh, guys, let us know what you think about this uh, Apple, Google, 30% closed-down ecosystem um, debate <laughs> or whatever it is uh, I- I- issue uh, in, the, in the comments. If you are listening somewhere, we can, uh, you can actually leave a comment.
0: Alright, well, this looks like a good place to end it. Uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast. Um, be sure to let us know what you think about this episode in the comments on YouTube and leave a rating on your favorite podcasting app to show some support for the podcast. And if you don't know what mobile game to play next, you can always find lots of great recommendations on our individual YouTube channels by searching Nimble Thor and Tiny Little Games. Lastly, our mobile gaming Discord server is still running strong as ever. So if you're missing a place to just hang out and chat about mobile games, that's the place to go. So we hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll see you back here on the next one. Bye bye. Bye bye.